Are you ready for some football? Are you ready for the fallout? Who you gonna call out? It's a fastball song. What? I don't know if you guys listen to fastball. fastball. They're good. God, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Editor Critic. Uh, wait, wait, let me hey. let me put here. Here we go. Hey, everybody, welcome to our critic. <laughs> I'll turn your bass up. <laughs> My voice <laughs> isn't that deep. My voice isn't that deep. Here, this is this, this is Chris Clump. Here, <laughs> uh, every week we talk about movies and shit, and <laughs> trailers. And all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to another critic. <laughs> Hey. A weekly podcast where each week we talk about movies, uh, both in theaters and on Netflix, as well as movie news and trailers. This week we talk about... Th- I'm not, I'm not going to do that first. <laughs> no, keep, keep going. It up. Keep going. We're at a good pace. Our last episode was too long. <laughs> <laughs> this week we talk about the heat. Let's just talk the whole movie like we're from the 1930s, eh? Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, you hear about this new The Heat movie with Sandra Bullock? Boy, she's a swell gal. I think my favorite part of the movie is when they talked about their underwears. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good start as any. Uh, well, I'm Chris Klump. Well, With me, as always. Is I'm not even going to let Chris finish his sentence anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just finish that sentence. <laughs> no, that's right. I'm going to just keep talking and not let anyone finish their words. Oh, God. <laughs> this is like a runaway train, this podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, this is this is the one I'm editing, right? This is gonna be a fucking yeah. joy. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh uh, yeah, and of course we have with us. Ma- oh, Mattery <laughs> says <his> name Parker. <laughs> Parker. I kind of said my name. Yeah, you did. Kind of, kind of said your name. So, all right. Well, like I said before, this week we are talking about the heat. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about some trailers here. So the first trailer we're going to talk about is. Um, the new Coen Brothers film that's coming out here shortly uh, called Inside Lewin Davis. I'll do the uh, synopsis. Yeah, right, right, right on, man. A singer-songwriter navigates New York's folk music scene during the 1960s. Short and sweet. <laughs> there you go. Uh, slotted for December 6, 2013. Um, starring Carrie Mulligan, Justin Timberlake, John Goodman. Uh... And the main character, playing the main character, Llewellyn Davis, titular character, Oscar uh, Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Um, I don't exactly know precisely what this movie's about, uh, other than the synopsis read, but I already love it because it's the Coen brothers. <laughs> yep. We already know it's going to it's be good and be worth great. seeing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be at thing, least worth seeing. The nice thing about these movies. Um, the, Like, any time that... The Coen brothers get John Goodman. I know he's going to be bringing his A game because he always does for Coen films. Um, and can can we say that Justin Timberlake is now a legit oh, yeah. like film he's star a, actor? He's a he's proven himself to be at the very least an above adequate actor. Yeah. Okay. He's not you know been great in everything he's done, but he's had roles where he was good. Starting out, it was a little rough. Yeah. But um. There have definitely been a few films that I've seen him in. Uh, Black Snake Moan uh, comes to mind where I thought, man, this this guy can actually act, and he's actually good at it. 
Well, yeah, and in this one, it's like he's come so far because at first they kind of banked on his pretty boy, playboy, right, whatever right. image. And in this, he's just a guy. He's a guy with a beard yeah, from, yeah. you know, this folk music scene. And there's nothing there's nothing that would make you think, oh, this is a boy band star that became right, an actor yeah. at this point. So he's definitely established himself. And uh, the in, uh, Llewellyn Davis, it, this is loosely based, supposedly, on a memoir, a published memoir by Dave Van Ronk who was an American folk singer. Okay. Um, I also really like that Carrie Mulligan does not look like Carrie Mulligan. Not no, that I not that I dislike not. how she looks, but I was really shocked. I'm like, oh my God, it's Carrie Mulligan. It doesn't look like her. Well, to be fair. I'm not used to seeing her not blonde. I'm, I mean, uh, is she even naturally blonde? I don't know. I don't know. Every movie I've seen her in, she's usually some form of blonde. Yeah, that's true. I, get, I think people have been so embedded that the... Um, way she looks in Gatsby is representative of how she looks. I don't know that it really is, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, snap. Ethan Phillips is in it. You don't know who Ethan Phillips is, but I do. He played Neelix on Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Of course I'm I right. watched Star Trek Voyager. That was my Star Trek series. You poor, poor man. Yeah, Neelix. Um, so now I'm, now I'm really excited because... It's good to see Ethan Phillips getting some hey, work. Hey, yeah, man. Good job. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the film looks kind of, you know, a little dark, but not overly dark. Um, and it's, again, it just, like you were stating before, the way the Coens shoot, you know, the filters they use, the camera tricks they use, it just has this distinct style, and this movie seems to really bring yeah, it. Yeah, it looks very, like, dreamlike. Almost. Yeah, the way yeah. The, the way the film actually looks. Um, so that's interesting. So I'm looking forward to it, and that, that's coming out uh, December sixth. Uh, I'm just excited for the fact that it's not a movie that is a sequel or a spinoff of something else. <laughs> yep. I mean, loosely it based is not on something derived from any sort of uh, cartoon or comic or toy franchise from the 1980s or 90s. Yeah, so something that even hints at an original screenplay makes me happy. <laughs> Do you know how screwed we are if the Coens died in a bus crash? <laughs> oh, they would take out like half of original American cinema yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what the... would they die in though? What a bus, a, a bus crash! crash. I don't know. What do they? <laughs> I just like the idea of them riding on a bus like a greyhound. Because like, I actually would believe that yes. the Coen brothers yes. of any filmmakers would be the kind of people that would be like, we just take greyhounds everywhere. <laughs> that's how we know people and humanity. That's how we meet That's how we meet the, just the heart of America. That's how we create characters like these. So we ride around on greyhounds and be like, look at that uh, guy. In yeah. reality, they, they, they do have a private jet. Yeah. yeah. And oh, that's course. how they're going to die. No, I... I I haven't studied up on the Coens too much, um, but what I have learned of the Coens, I love the fact that early on in their their career, a lot of people thought they were just these drug like they just oh they probably just you know smoked a lot of weed and came up with these crazy ideas, and in fact they're just like just super nerdy introverted guys who oh, sat yeah. in their bedroom and just wrote screenplays. They for just fun. love they love film. And they just love film and love cinema. So it's yeah, it's just. I just I love them as directors. They're just so good. Yep. So looking forward to this movie. All right, moving on. We also saw the trailer for 
Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Yeah. Ah. Uh, slotted for November 1st, 2013. Uh, Matt, why don't you read off that? Sure thing. 70 years after her a horrific alien war, an unusually gifted child is sent to an advanced military school in space. In space! To prepare for a future invasion. It is based, of course, on the popular seminal uh, science fiction novel by Orson Scott Card. Yes. Renowned bigot. Yes. Uh, the but whole time, please the whole don't time, let that stop you the whole time that we were book. watching the trailer, I would lean over to, to my buddy Justin and go, from renowned homophobe. <laughs> please don't let that stop you from reading the book or seeing the movie. No, it's it has nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with any that. of his yeah, opinions. The fact that he is a very hate-filled person um, does not stop the that's fact the like, book's amazing. And here's the thing. That's like half of all people that have made anything good. Yeah, yeah. They're all I still assholes. like Frank Miller. <laughs> I still like Frank They're Miller's work. Assholes. And Frank Miller's a piece of human shit. Yeah. So. Who cares? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm, we're not saying that it's okay that he thinks and feels these things, but it's he okay that you like his work. Them into everything. You're probably a douchebag some of the time. <laughs> Do you go to work every day and just like I'm just gonna take a shit in my desk and talk mean to all my? You don't. The things that you do aren't always horrible, even though that you're probably kind of a dick sometimes. <laughs> anyway, uh, this movie that, stars that aside. Uh, Harrison Ford. Ben Kingsley, uh, Haley Steinfeld from True Grit. Mm. I only mention that because she's done two films now, True Grit and Ender's Game. At least yeah. I'm pretty sure she's only done two films. That's, yeah. that's enough verification oh for me. Because yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that she hasn't done anything else. I'm pretty sure. Awesome I'm checking, checking that IMDb just yeah, to make sure. And, oh, she was on a mon- bunch of Disney Channel shows. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> She um, on every she's in a lot of stuff that is either in pre or post production. Right. Uh, she was in a couple TV movie. She was in one TV movie, a couple short films, and one TV series. But and then is, out of nowhere, True Grit. But this is a sen- Yeah, this is essentially her second second major, major film. film. Yeah, she's okay. got a lot of stuff in pre and post. Abigail Breslin is also in this. Who becomes confusingly more attractive by the day? <laughs> uh, where do I know her from? Oh, she a was bunch in. Stuff. She was in Zombieland. She was a big child. And Rango. Yeah. Do you know the movie Little Miss Sunshine? Little uh, Miss Sunshine. She was in. She was in Zombieland. She was in Signs. Yeah, I I, I know her from Zombieland and Rango. Oh yeah, Rango. Signs. You remember that? Awesome I didn't movie. see Signs. That was during my. Signs was good. Was that was that was during my uh my just hatred of M Night Shyamalan phase. Which did that really end? Um, it, it it's gone from hatred to I like stopped science. caring. I no, just stopped uh, caring. The, the the elevator, devil in the elevator. That should have been. That's a great one. Devil. It's called is devil. It? Did you no. see that? He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't direct. Just, oh, that's my favorite. My favorite that one scene. Where it's the, the plants make everybody kill themselves. Uh, yeah. My my favorite M Night Shyamalan just related story is we were sitting in a theater and the trailer for Devil comes up and I'm like this looks kind of interesting like i'm i'm a big fan usually right. of the trapped in a room yeah. model of film films I, and then it said and then and then <laughs> it comes up from m night Shyamalan. <laughs> the entire theater erupts in laughter and then just i hear laughs, and then i hear some guy going oh 
I yeah, don't. Can not. I just say I don't get that man? I don't I, get. It's like watching. He fell no, so far from because everybody I, loved him. Dory, like after Six Sense, people were like this man's an and amazing director. Like, I, and Unbreakable was also good film. And then I feel it just like went it's watching downhill. like to make a sports analogy because I'm sure all the listeners love those. It's like watching a pitcher in baseball that like all of a sudden, like, just stops being able to even throw a fastball. <laughs> and you're just, like, watching him out in the mound, you're and like, you're just what? like, oh, what? He, this is, yeah. He's his, just getting killed out there. His career has been just one nonstop train wreck. Uh, not according to a friend of the show, Jared Neuswanger, however. Well, he does defend some of his post-good movies. There, There is a reason that for a long time, every time Jared would tell me and my buddies, hey, you should watch film X, we'd go, we're never watching film X. And it's that reason alone that he will defend some of the later Shyamalan well, No, films. but he just, some of his, some of the films that he will defend, I just kind of put my head down and just go, what? Uh, I will always be okay with him in that he got me to watch uh, Three Lions, which is a oh, very Yes, so yes. Good. I will, very that is true, film. that is true. He, he, occasionally he backs the correct pony. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this, this film, I am a huge fan of the book Ender's Game, and so I, I believe heard we've all read it actually. By yes, now. At yes, this point, yeah. yep. Um, and it's it's just such a good book. If you haven't read it, please just go yeah, check it out. It it's is so worth reading. Read it before you go see yes. it because you will enjoy the movie that much more. I'm hoping so. And the more, I definitely enjoyed the trailer a lot more. Yeah. The more I read about this movie, and actually, just the more I I hadn't seen all these actors, or I wasn't sure about all of them, the more I get the sense that it is going to be. That they purposefully are going to be true to the book in how you yes. should be. It's not just yeah. going to be a, a, a movie about kids in space like doing no. cool action sequences. It's actually going to delve into some of the darker, more weighty. That uh, was one of the things of the um, one of my buddies brought up while we were uh, after we saw because we saw this trailer before Pacific Rim. Um, so after that, we kind of left the theater and and a couple of us were standing around talking. And my one buddy brought up the point that. Um, He's not sure if this movie is going to be able to find its audience because even though mm. it's about kids, the themes in the book are very, very adult. Right. Not that um, they're inappropriate. Not inappropriate, no, but they are very, very adult themes of patriotism and taking responsibility that you're not sure if, like, you know, you can and handle. Lots of morality and questions. Lots of morality questions. Um, so, and those are not kids no like kids don't worry about that it is kind of stuff. it is touted as a young adult novel but right from the get-go in ender's game uh during like the very like first chapter or two yeah you figure out real quick some really like situations that you're like ooh, that's yeah dark. no I'm, I'm not gonna spoil anything from the book but yeah there there are some moments where you're like ooh, <laughs> yeah i wasn't dealing with this when i was 12 yeah so but the special effects in the trailer look phenomenal um the the quality of actors that they have uh just really get me excited yeah um, i'm i kind of agree with you though i i could see this i i could see if this is actually done well that it won't be a successful film right because when I mean. you get to the heart of the story it's it's more of a drama than it is like it's not really this is not a fun action no, sci-fi no it's not you know, super action packed it's not it's got enough sci-fi to get you by but it's more just like about this kid that's being mm. thrown at all these ridiculous situations, right. and that's what makes it a really compelling story. Yeah. So, yeah, go go uh, read the book. 
and then when uh, November rolls around, check out the movie because it looks awesome. Yes, sir. All right. Well, moving on. The Heat. An uptight FBI special agent is paired with a foul-mouthed Boston cop to take down a ruthless drug lord. This film stars Sandra Bullock, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Marlon Wayans, uh, and a whole slew of stand-up comedians funny people. and uh, just you know sketch comedy guys. Um, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, just uh, hit me. What'd you think? Hit me one more time. I thought it was a very funny movie. Um, all right, there it is, folks. We're done. That's that's, that's pretty much all. I, I thought it was funny. No, um, I I've seen a couple different pretty good comedies this year. Probably the one that made me laugh loudest and most consistently, which we did not review on this show, was uh, "This Is the End," which came out a few weeks prior to this. The Heat, however, while maybe not reaching those extreme like laugh out loud heights of this is the end is pretty much just as consistently funny. Mm. There's not a lot of uh there's not too many stretches throughout this film where you're going to be sitting not laughing. Uh and in my opinion that's because of the two leads more than anything. I mean oh, they, oh, they absolutely. got they got some really uh funny, you know, actors to do some of the smaller parts, but what really carries this movie is Melissa McCarthy who is hilarious. And Sandra Bullock, who does a very good job stri- playing the straight woman. Yeah, the uptight um, cop. Uh, so that's what really carries this movie, because these two women, you can tell they had a lot of fun making the movie, and they got along really well, and they mm-hmm. had good chemistry. And that's that's what makes the movie. That's what really makes or breaks it, and it worked out, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Now, I felt that Sandra Bullock was a little out of her element, uh, mainly because I can't think of too many straight up comedies that she's done. She's done a lot of like rom coms, which uh, the uh, the bah, 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 the one where she's there's there's a movie where she plays basically this character. She's an undercover beauty pageant. Oh, uh, Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality. That was pretty yeah. much straight up comedy. Yeah. Okay, but that's Remember? that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, and she's done a lot more romantic comedies in between where the. Comedy and romantic comedies are uh, drastically different. You know, the beats are different. Um, I felt that Melissa McCarthy really, really did a great job. Um, well, and, and she consistently does great. I'm going to respectfully movies. disagree and and uh, and say that I think Sandra Bullock did a really good job because her role, as I've said, she is the straight the straight woman, which is you are not going to get as many laughs. Yeah, you're okay. going to be setting up the laughs more, which is what she does through a lot of this movie. There are parts where, as she, as progressively she gets m- sort of more loose in her character, and her character gets a little more outside the, of what the, she initially is. The bar scene yes. is that that okay? That is gold. Also, uh, towards the the very very end, when she's in the hospital. I was laughing my ass. Yes. Off. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I think I was thinking more of the club scene, uh, where it just didn't. And maybe it's because her character was more supposed to be rigid and wooden, but it just didn't. It just didn't oh, do it, it for funny. me there. But the bar scene, yes, is um, very good. I also like a lot of the other um, 
individuals that are uh, Michael um, uh, Michael McDonald from Mad TV mm-hmm. uh, is hilarious in this. Um, you also have uh, Michael Rappaport. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian, uh, and he's hilarious. And I really like seeing Thomas F. Wilson in films again. Uh, he was from Back to the Future. He played Biff. Um, and I think he's a great actor, and I wish he would do Wait, more that was roles. Him? Yes, that's that's. Uh, oh shoot, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he's and what I love about him as an actor is in Back to the Future one, two, and three, he plays like five or maybe six dramatically different characters, right? And does an amazing job each time. Uh, for a guy who didn't act a whole lot, like he didn't come out of that an A-list star. Right. Uh, he does an amazing job in those roles, and I th- I thought he was hilarious in this um, as the as the captain. Do you actually know what my favorite uh, small part in this was? Hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched like the later era Office, but Zach Woods, who plays um, Gabe on The Office... Yeah, he's in he this plays movie. A paramedic. He's in this movie for a little bit, but he's probably my favorite small part. Yeah, his his line such, in the paramedic. He's such a dick to yeah, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, he is such an asshole, and <laughs> it's he's hilarious. So funny about it. it is so funny. Oh man, um, Caitlin Olsen is also in this from uh, It's Always Sunny fame. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, this movie I felt hit all the right buddy cop beats, and it was nice. Like the the opening alone. Just that opening credit sequence with oh, the funky music so and the funky. great the the great yeah, that got cuts me right and stuff. Into it. I was like, "Yes, I am on board for this." And I felt that every elderly person I saw this movie with, because I was the youngest person there by at least thirty years, um, was into it as well. Oh, that's good. You know what? I, similar to you, my the audience. I saw this with my roommate Michael, who I'm sure will listen to this episode. Of, of, ex- of, of, of exit, exit the credit exit fame. The, fame, the imaginary podcast that yep. criticizes this one. Um, <laughs> we were there, and the audience was like predominantly forty-five plus. Oh, see, for me, it was predominantly and sixty-five. There was plus. a good segment there that was also, you know, yeah, in their sixties. There was and a 70s. lot of a lot of older women. Yeah, I, I have to assume it's because older women love Sandra Bullock. No, I, I would, I would, I would argue it's because Melissa McCarthy got her start on the Gilmore Girls. Oh, uh, that is, makes sense. You know, that makes sense. That's what I would think. Which I think is funny because her character. I, I've been subjected to several How episodes do you know of the Gilmore Girls. That that's where she got her start, Chris. Uh, because I've seen a depressingly large amount of the Gilmore Girls. Because what? A very. I don't, I don't want to go into it. No judgment. Very, no judgment. My sister loved that show. A very dark. <laughs> <laughs> a very a very dark period of my life, Parker. Um, a dark period of my life. Thank you for trudging all this up. But yeah, hey guys, I'm remembering a bunch of stuff now. Thanks. <laughs> hey, you remember that time you watched a lot of Gilmore Girls? Uh, but I think, anything else? But though? I do think it's very the idea of that's funny. It's like um, when people like uh, Parker would always talk about what are you the the, the actor from Thirty Rock, who's also a stand-up comedian, um, Tracy Tracy Morgan. Morgan. Um. I imagine people seeing him on like SNL and stuff, not understanding how vulgar his comedy is. Right. <laughs> right. 
Oh, I'd imagine women who saw Melissa McCarthy on the Gilmore Girls thought, like, she's funny, but she's charming. And then seeing her in this, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know she'd do that. Yeah. Mm, This is mighty mighty ribald. There's there's definitely a period, there was a period for me and and this audience, well, not for me, but for the audience, where at first there's a bit of shock at how vulgar Melissa McCarthy's character is in this movie. But... As the movie wears on, they kind of come around to her character, and they come around to the idea that, you know what, this movie's really funny. Like, even if you're not a big fan of vulgar comedy, that's not the only thing carrying this movie. There's a lot of great physical comedy in this movie. Uh, There's a lot of just great just great jokes and gags mm, it's yeah. not just reliant on melissa oh melissa mccarthy she's this woman that drops f-bombs all the time if that's all this movie was i wouldn't think of it as a great comedy. i would have enjoyed it for about 10 minutes yeah i would have enjoyed like, oh, it for a while let's get it going let's and, get something else on here and really her character that that itself tones down because the first thing you're introduced to is her like busting up a drug dealer and then like having to park her car in a very awkward position between two police cars, and that causes her to be extremely irate for the first yes, ten minutes yes. you see her in this movie. Yeah. No, in fact, though, I think her first bust is she breaks up like a prostitution ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, Melissa McCarthy, like, is re- like just so funny. Um, She's awesome. What's interesting is um, after watching some interviews, just because I was interested to see like what Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy kind of, how, mm-hmm, how they acted mm-hmm. on the set and stuff. Apparently, Melissa McCarthy is actually, in real life, pretty low-key. I mean, she's mm-hmm, yeah. a mother, I think, with, like, two kids. Yes. She's not at all like this character, whereas Sandra Bullock is, she's been an A-list celebrity for a while now, and supposedly in real life she's the one that's, like, just dropping F-bombs constantly <laughs> and just being kind of crazy. So I find that kind of interesting that yeah. in real life the rules are a little reversed. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that about Sandra Bullock. Wow, that's, that's weird. Well, I yeah, she, was, she went out with, what's his name? Yeah, she's... Jesse James or whatever. Yeah, she's, she's hung, ar- ha- hung around pretty crazy people. Yeah. yeah um, we were like, sorry, guys, I don't, ha- I don't have my, my subscription to In Touch Magazine up to date. No, apparently I, you guys are... I don't know why, who's but dating I... Who? I wouldn't say I love Sandra Bullock, but I'm kind of fascinated by her. I mean, I think she's... Oh, she's a phenomenal she actress. I wouldn't say phenomenal, but I I like her more than a lot of people give her credit for. I feel like she's an actress that, for some reason, certain like guys like us that l- enjoy film are just like, oh, Sandra Bullock. Right, right. But I actually she's easy to make fun of. That's, she's, yeah. But okay. I actually really like her as an actress, so I've always been kind of fascinated by her. It's, she's, she's she's such an easy target that it's right, like, you know. But like she is good. Like like I mean, when you think back to like Speed, and you think like. That movie would not have been nearly as good if it wasn't her as the kind of fe- like she was really like good at being kind of like a normal person, right? Like, yes. But frantic and like living in this. But situation. also not like she wasn't just panicking throughout the right. entire movie. She was she was pretty much a there good a voice character. for the. And audience. then of yeah, course she carried Speed Two, guys. <laughs> and speed Two Very would true. not have been On Speed Two where without her. Be, where would we be without Speed Two? <laughs> oh. Have you guys actually seen Speed Two? No, I've not. It, it's on a boat. It's uh, I've seen some of it and more than I care to. It's it's bad. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about this movie. I mean, it's hard to n- not give away jokes. Yeah, because I don't want to. Um, I don't want to talk about what we found so funny because I don't want to get into spoiler territory. I don't know. I 
I guess if I could kind of nitpick at things that I didn't like, there there were sometimes almost out of place, like ridiculous jokes. Like uh, the scene right before the paramedic shows up is like pretty gory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and almost yeah, I thought little, that was out of nowhere. It was kind of out of nowhere. It's not like I was offended in any way by it. It just, just really a little confused. weirded the, the tone of the movie. And I feel like there's a couple different points for that where the movie just gets pretty violent. And I don't know. It doesn't, it's not enough to make me care that much, but mm-hmm. I guess I guess if I had to for for me, there were a couple of jokes, um, not many, but there were a few jokes that fell a little flat. Um, and we talked about it last episode the 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 marketing yes, of this movie. That's right. Um, yeah, huge beef with the marketing of this movie because the tra- the trailer gave away a good the red chunk. band trailer. Oh, the red band that trailer almost... specifically gives away a good chunk of the jokes. You know. I was all or at least for the, the solid jokes. I was all for red band trailers for a while, and I was like, "Yes, good, cool. We get trailers now that like show how ridiculous some movies can be, whether it's like in violence or like crazy, you know, humor that you can't show in a regular trailer." But now I'm like, you know, I should just stick to the green trailers. Yep, then I won't get I'm the thinking. crazy stuff given away. Yeah, because um, this gave away probably my favorite line. In the oh in, yeah, in the entire movie. The the, the, um, the the ring. The ring. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That that's probably my f- that still line my was favorite gold. line in the entire movie, and it's given away in that trailer. See, like for me, I'm I'm torn because that that line sold me on the movie. Right. But then it being the best line in the movie, really, like. Oh, what and what are you gonna that? do? You can't fault the movie. No, you can't. You can't Again. fault the movie because just because it's the best thing in there doesn't mean everything else was horrible. The rest right. of the movie was still really yeah, funny. Exactly. It's just that line is so golden. And But then, yeah, it was given away by the trailer. In fact, like, that oh. line was so good that there were moments where I'm like, are they, they going to get to that line? Are they going to get to the line? <laughs> it's actually in the it's, movie, it's, right? It's coming up here, right? I mean, because I'd be kind of disappointed if it's not in the movie. <laughs> and they finally got there and I remember not laughing as much because I'd seen the trailer like, twice. Because you already knew it was yeah, coming. I already knew it was coming. Yeah, but again, it's like you c- how you can't blame the movie right. for the disappointment that you feel on so much that was given away in the trailer because uh, it's just but the unfortunate state of things. But and maybe other than maybe I just need to stop watching trailers. We need to cut out the trailer segments from our wow, show. That's gonna be a or you can just do them, and I'll sit there and be like, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that does sound cool. It's, uh, it's too bad that I don't watch trailers anymore. We can't we can't do that because that's a good thirty <laughs> minutes of our podcast. <laughs> We'll, we'll no, have to come up with something else to talk here's about. Here's what we'll do. You'll watch the trailers. You'll say the reactions to them. And then I'll look at the thumbnail for the trailer <laughs> on YouTube. And I'll be like, yeah. No, that one part of that trailer pro- looks pretty If cool. all you're looking at is the YouTube thumbnail, that means nine times out of ten, you're just going to be looking at a woman in some sexual position. Yeah, this Star Trek movie... Looks pretty hot. Yeah, it looks pretty risque. It's gonna be like um, almost like a like a soft core porn. Yeah, film? this is gonna be like a. That's what I get film. from this one thumbnail. Yep. Which it turns out is actually just two seconds in the entire movie. Two seconds shoehorned in for no reason at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, I guess in closing, uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'll give it one out of. 1.3 rings. Uh, nice. That nice. I'm that I'm giving you. Right. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. I I am going to give it um 
two out of 2.8 uh, moldy cheese sandwiches yes. <laughs> that are mentioned in the film. It's a sub subway sub sandwich, right? Yep, yep, yep. It's a, they don't go it's bad. A, it's, it's, a, just, it's just it's cheese. cheese. It doesn't go bad. It's just cheese. Cheese doesn't, <laughs> cheese doesn't go bad. So no, I I thoroughly recommend if you're if you're down for a rated R comedy. Yes, um, it is, is a rated, rated R, R for comedy. a reason. It's don't your your mom might not enjoy this. No. She might. She might, but she might not. If she's my mom, she's definitely not going to enjoy this. I've only met your mother once, and yeah. I can already tell you, no, absolutely not, not a Jen Schaefer movie. Definitely <laughs> not. This is more more. You know what? Even my mother wouldn't like this film. But that doesn't mean you won't. <laughs> if you've hung around us for more than like two hours, you'll enjoy this movie. Yes, yes. So go go check it out. Well, Parker, I guess yeah, Parker, what do you to, think? I guess it's time to end another episode, buddy. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's your impersonation of Parker. <laughs> yeah, my 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 impersonation of Parker is just like constant high pitched laughter. You you act like Parker's <laughs> our, you act like Parker's our hype man or something. <laughs> Woo! End of the critic. <laughs> Parker's very much not our hype man. He just Parker's leaves. like, yeah, you can record this in my basement or whatever. I don't care. Par- as long as it doesn't require me to do any real work, I'm fine with it. Parker just leaves when it sees fit. He's basically the abusive father <laughs> of this podcast. Yes. Damn kids! I'm going going out drinking. Which what? is something Parker doesn't do. <laughs> Which is yeah, something Parker doesn't do. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that about, about wraps it up here for another episode of Enter the Critic. Um, as always, I want to invite you guys to check out check us out on Facebook. Uh, please like us uh, on Facebook. Um, check us out on iTunes. Uh, subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Rate and review us because uh, that always helps out. Tell a friend because uh, that's because let's face it, um, I am not. <laughs> putting in my personal money for advertising. Yeah, uh, and we've so. already kind of evaporated both pools of our friends. So yep. <laughs> it's your job now. Yes, please. It's your uh, responsibility. We're assuming that you have people that we don't know that are your friends and that maybe if you like this, they might like this too. Yeah. So go and do that. Because, again, there ain't no way I'm investing any kind of actual money into advertising that I know won't work. So there you go, folks. We're hard at work here, but we're cheap as hell. <laughs> so, uh, so please just please. just help us out. Throw us a uh, bone. Also, want to thank Bobby Roberts uh, for the use of our theme song off the Geek Remix albums. You can get that on geekremix.com. and it's totally free. Totally free. Absolutely free. To download. I'm not even going to bother joking about it because. My wingman isn't here <laughs> to help me joke about how it's really expensive and it's crazy that it's actually free. No, it's, it's just it's uh, so it's actually so free. free. Um, if you're really into the famous Kirk Spock fight music from the original Star uh-huh. Trek, uh-huh. does a really really funky remix. Mm. Um, so Got a check, little bit of that bass. Check. Oh oh, there's so a- as he puts it, uh, he just throw he just opens up a sack of dr- uh, break beats. And just, you know, <laughs> hurls him at it. Do you know how much funky bass is too much funky bass? There's no limit. <laughs> There's All no right. limit. Well, on that note, uh, I'm Chris Klump. I'm Matt. And he-
he is Parker Lindstrom. <laughs> <laughs> he is not here. He is not here. So. We'll see you next time. <laughs>